You're going to have to be more specific. You never heard the phrase my boo? Yeah, but someone that worked at a coffee shop was a boyfriend of yours? Yeah, but not like a real boyfriend, like a fake, like I come here every day and you flirt with me boyfriend. Oh, like Elizabeth Olsen for me because I go and watch WandaVision every day. I don't she think, doesn't know that we're dating. I don't I – don't, <laughs> No. <laughs> for those of you joining us for the first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show – where we break down your favorite film universes, one movie at a time. I am here with the Justin Long to my Kevin Smith, my dear compatriot, Mr. C.J. LaRoche. C.J. LaRoche, how you feel? I feel really good, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> having you? I, don't, I can't do it without you. I'm here every week. Every um, week. It's I know. I, I feel really good. Uh you know, it's it's starting to feel like January, so that gives me hope for climate change for mm-hmm. one more year. <laughs> uh, and we're we're inching uh, ever so close to a, a big day in America. I hope that everything goes smoothly and we have a, a transition that that uh, people can live with and that are happy with, and uh, we move we move forward together. So I'm feeling hopeful, uh, and I'm definitely I'm definitely a little bit more nervous about cyber attacks after viewing our recent installment. Uh, but we'll get into that. Do we? Uh, do you want me to tell the folks, the good folks at home, the seventeen folks, what we're what we're here for? Or would you like, like to do the honors? You know, CJ, I just feel like it's it's the natural thing for you to just go on and introduce the film. I think so, right? Because I ramble, ramble, ramble. I forget to tell the the movie that we're doing, and then you remind me, and then I say it. Yeah. So now, just go ahead and say it. This week we are doing "Live Free or Die Hard." The PG-13 version I watched. Mm-hmm. Did you yep. also watch the PG-13? I didn't want to pay the F-14.99 to watch the unrated. No, I wanted to watch what the filmmakers released to me in hopes I would enjoy. I wanted to I wanted to live in the disappointment a little bit. There, I said it. I said it. CJ, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You can't do a John McClane movie PG-13. Didn't like it. I disagree wholeheartedly. I think that... And we'll get into it, but I think that Bruce Willis played John McClane. John McClane was on the screen. He said jerk off a bunch. Um, I'm going to chalk that up to old age and less hair. All right. I feel like – let, let me start with one of my grievances. I feel like visibly – and you can see this with the looping that they do because they do a lot of overdubbing where we see their mouths say different things than what they're actually saying. Yes. I feel like they filmed an R-rated movie and then somebody said, make it PG-13. I think you're absolutely 100% um, probably correct on that. Also, yeah, the, dubbing was, the dubbing was bad and I will say that the dubbing was a bit distracting. Mm-hmm. It, was yep. visi- it was visibly bad. Um, there were some positive things about it. I think there were a lot of positive things about it. Don't sell it short, Andrew. Don't 2007 Giants this, okay? Explain that to me. I don't understand. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm happy to. <laughs> uh, in 2007, the New England Patriots went 18-0 and 0 on their way to the Super Bowl. So they won 16 regular season games. They won two games in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. And they were facing the 2007 New York Giants. Okay? The Giants were 10-6. and 6, 
Okay. Everybody thought that the giants were bad because Eli Manning had one shitty game in November, Mm -hmm. but five of their six losses, Andrew were to teams that went to the playoffs. Okay. Two of those teams that they lost to were the first two weeks of the season. And those teams, they ended up beating in the playoffs. The team they lost to on the last game of the season was the new England Patriots who were at the time 15 and 0. Okay. The giants go to the super bowl. They play the 18 and 0 Patriots and they beat them. And ever since then, I've just been hearing about, oh, woe is me, the Patriots. Oh, the Giants weren't even that good. Bullshit. The Giants were a good team who got hot and beat the best team. Okay? So for me, live for your diehard is the 2007 Giants. I've just burned my special award. Okay. All right. That's fine. We can go back and talk to you later. I will say this. In the spirit of false equivalency, which our country is fantastic at right now, I said that. And in the spirit of offering you another simile, I will say this. Live free or die hard is like – I think it's gold. an analogy. I think it's an analogy. What do you mean? You said simile. I did say simile. Right. I used the word analogy. Oh, well, you know they're two different things. Right. I think we're making analogies. Really? Aren't we, aren't we using analogies and, and not similes? I Isn't guess. a simile a word that's a, that, that means like or as? Simile when you use like or as. Like this is like this. Yeah. So then well, similes and analogies aren't different then. What's the difference? Analogies it's a are – a whole com- new episode, folks. It it's is a totally whole new episode. Right. So analogy – my understanding of analogy is that like it's a combination of things. So like if we were to combine our two similes, that might make an analogy. So if you were to say live free or die hard, it is to – Die Hard with a Vengeance as the Golden Palace is to, what did you say? The Giants. That would be an analogy where simile is like. Okay. So we're using, I use the simile that this movie is like the 2007 Giants. And I will compliment your simile with an additional simile. Now, when you said Golden Palace, did you mean like a Chinese buffet? No, when I said Golden Palace, I meant that one season spinoff of the Golden Girls that did not have B. Arthur. The one where they bought a hotel and decided to live in it and work there with Cheech Marin. Well, that's neither a simile nor an analogy. That's just a fucking mistake. <laughs> what I'm saying is Golden Palace kind of had the same elements as Golden Girls. And they tried to put it in a different environment, make you understand something different about it. Maybe you'll learn something different about these ladies. But really, all we wanted was the Golden Girls, right? We wanted them sure. in their Miami I, house I, with Dorothy. So I they gave us they gave us cyber terrorism. They gave us Justin Long, who was very hot in that moment. It's, and Mary Elizabeth Winsett. There was a lot of what's right now happening in this movie. Kevin Timothy Smith, Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. They gave us a lot of things. Maggie Q, who was supposed to be a thing. She had a five-year period where she was supposed to be a thing. So this movie had so many things going for it. And the, the script is weird. The action sequences are plentiful, but like just okay. I, see, Actually, no, I don't think – No, no, that's not true. Yeah, the action sequences are dope. They're pretty amazing. As, yeah, as yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to be like a naysayer right now. Like, and what's I funny is should, parts in the other room, I feel him that. rolling his eyes at me. Cause I'm we rolling did my eyes a little bit. I'm rolling my eyes a little bit. I, I do understand where you're coming from. There are, there are a few places where this thing really falls short, mm-hmm. you know, but I think overall, overall, 
this is quite an entertaining movie. And I think that they achieve what they need to achieve. And dare I say, even with the, the PG-13 aspect, if we get all the way ahead of ourselves, Yippie Kaye motherfucker is the best of the series so far. They actually really nailed that. I actually loved that part. Yeah. How he shot through himself. I thought that was really cool. Uh, yeah, brilliant. We've gotten way ahead of ourselves, but let's let's do some like we some do. hits, some drive-in totals. Uh, I think okay, cool. the, I think the movie's a little bit slow at the top, but I do like that they talk about Lucy and his relationship with John. Her her relationship, rather. Like and right. we, Lucy Gennaro Lucy her relationship Gennaro, and John McClane. About that. I think that's cool. Um first red flag that I got that they assuaged pretty quickly, but uh when the when Justin Long's character does not set the bomb off by hitting the delete button, like I, I don't understand how they triggered that bomb because how many times a day does one hit the delete button, especially hacker? But I digress. When he doesn't trigger the bomb and they say we'll do it ourselves, this like full blown flak jacket assault they launch on him, this is not discreet. It's not discreet. And also they gave Justin Long's character uh, – his character is named Matthew Farrell. Matthew Farrell, yes. They gave, they gave Matthew Farrell about 36 seconds, maybe less, before they were like, you know what? We got we to just do this ourselves. Yeah. Like he's why, probably going to hit delete. Why did they wait? He's going to hit delete eventually. He's, yeah. he's a computer hacker. It's going to happen. Yeah. So I don't, it's going to so, happen. Just be patient, kids. Yeah. So that non-discreet assassination attempt gave me pause. Um, the Terminator figure accidentally triggering the bomb. That was a, that was a hard one for me because I was like, "That's badass and terrible," and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Okay, well now now we know why it's badass, but tell me why it's terrible. Just because it's because it's movie. Like, oh, remember we looked at figurines. A figurine is loose and it's going to hit the delete button. It's too convenient. Yeah, it's the, it, it's the Terminator, though, and it sets off a huge explosion. I think that that's a nice meta meta joke. I, I like it. I like stuff like that. Okay, because because it's Die Hard. Yeah. No, well, and and you know what I mean? like, that's what we've come to expect. Yeah, that's what we've come to expect from Die Hard, which goes back to your point in the beginning about Golden Palace. Yes. Thank you for bringing. You know what there. I mean? Like, like I'm eating the sesame chicken. In other words, uh, now you've gone and muddied it, but. Uh, <laughs> So I've gone and muddied it. Now you've gone and muddied it. Nobody was talking <laughs> about a Chinese buffet with Golden Palace. <laughs> but isn't that what some of them are called? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I've eaten that. Or am am I confusing before. Golden Corral? And in any case, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm I'm there. I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah. this Die Hard movie as a Die Hard movie. Okay. You know what? And and I'll be honest. I did really really like it. I think it lost me really closer into act three there were some red flags at the beginning i think it's got a really solid act two actually because it's really yes. fun and super exciting and that's one thing bart said bart was like but live for your die hard is so exciting there's a lot of action sequences and a lot of really cool action sequences yeah. no len wiseman did a terrific job really directing did. the action of this film you know also why wouldn't he right he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing how did you feel about being in a new holiday? Because I feel like they dabbled in that. They didn't really take it full throttle, but they kind of yeah. No, and I, I kind of, I kind of liked it. Was like we're going to touch it in the beginning. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna put it on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to forget about it because after, after it was like, sir, it's a holiday weekend. We don't have anybody here. We're understaffed. Yeah, and then they moved on. And that was it, and that was it. And we didn't have to, we didn't have to think about it again. I liked that actually. 
Yeah. And I, I loved uh I loved Timothy Oliphant's performance, honestly. I always love oh him God. though. He's such he an easy sell to me, but he just nails it. He did such a great job. Wait until you get into Mandalorian season two. Oh yeah. Makes an appearance. He's very, fantastic. Very memorable. He's fantastic. Great actor. Uh the stoplight power move. Come on. That was an awesome sequence. Yes. Well, and, a little bit. There was so I had I do had, I do have some issues with that. Um, if you're a cab driver, you're gonna know enough to check the intersection before you just blindly drive into it and then get like sideswiped by a garbage truck coming super fast. Also, there's one scene in the, one of the in the monitors where like a, a a truck just drives straight into the side of a bus that's already three quarters of the way through the intersection. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but. As a concept, um, a okay. You were into it as a concept. Absolutely, cool. Absolutely, I, I was into uh, it too. I, 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 there was kind of the um, that Independence Day moment though, with like everybody getting out of their car. And like totally. I don't know, I've, I've driven on the Long Island Expressway, right? Like I don't get out of the car. I just sit in traffic. Yeah, no, the get you out know. of the car thing. Also, I mean, right down to the uh, the White House blowing up was a thing. The Capitol building. The Capitol building, yes. Yeah, like that was absolutely an Independence Day moment, and everybody runs yeah, out. No to question. Look. Uh, yeah. But it was cool. I mean, there were there were really so cool, cool moments. No, it was, it, was, it was good. It was the whole the whole concept of the thing, you know, uh, as crazy and as wild and as outlandish as that seems. You know, everything everything was everything was played uh, to to a point where it felt like it could happen. Mm-hmm. Sure, and. Uh, John taking over the radio was a really fun moment for me when he's like a five, nine, seven. And he's like, Oh, oh so yeah. Five, two, eight, seven, five, seven. All those naked people. Yeah. I thought that was really fun and a fun way to give us a good classic McLean moment, but keep it PG 13. Like naked people was obviously for like a younger audience. Like, yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, and, and also too, it gives us the idea that McLean is John McLean. Yeah. And he's a cop and he's smart. You yeah, know, he's, he's always thinking. This, you're not gonna, you're not gonna outsmart him. He smelled what was happening, and I thought that was really, really cool. Now, yeah, the helicopter chasing the car sequence—that was bonkers. So bonkers, but so much fun. I mean, the oh. fucking fire hydrant move. Oh, it's yes. awesome! Like, sign me up. I don't care. Like, I'm watching. Like, when you watch, let's go back to Terminator. Like when you watch Terminator, you don't actually start thinking about the time travel of it. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because your fucking head will spin. Yeah. And when you're watching Terminator, like you don't think, oh my god, that's really way too many skeletons to be on the ground. Like there aren't that many people. Those skeletons would decompose, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you don't give a fuck that. because you want to see the big metal foot stomp down on the skeleton. It's like absolutely, aliens absolutely. versus or or machines versus men, right? Like you know that John McClane is going to do something. That you're never going to think of doing in the in the real world. Again, he's just going to do it. He's going to figure it out, and it's going to be great. Oh my gosh, it was it was great. And the way they trapped them in the tunnel, and then he comes back out and launches the car up at the helicopter. It was yeah. fantastic. Now, and of course, the henchman manages to get out for like one more final fight, which whatever. But like, I Absolutely. thought it was no. He has to. I thought it was really really to. thrilling. I thought that was super popcorny and really well done. Um, I, I and good on them for managing to put John McClane through that, and they have the tradition of somehow he's still real sexy. Like, yeah, he gets his totally. ass handed to him, and he's still super sexy at the end of it. 
Yeah, yeah. Nobody survives jumping out of a car like that, or at least like nobody walks away from that. But John McClane does. Of course, John McClane. You know? And the tagline, the tagline was, "You just killed a helicopter with a car." I was out of bullets. Yeah, so fun. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Really, really good. That was genius. Uh, how did you feel about the aggressive product placement of the Nokia brick? <laughs> oh my god! Wait. Well, it certainly it certainly took me back. Well, I mean, it's it so me deliberate, back. right down to. I wanted to, I wanted to play Snake. I started looking online. I was like, "Is there anywhere I can play Snake on the computer now?" Oh my gosh! Absolutely. But I, I love, I love how obvious it was when um, Justin Long is like, "Don't." use that they probably already have a trace so he steals one from a random bystander and it's the same phone i was like same phone guys how did he get same the phone. same phone now in their defense though there was a period of time when everybody had that nokia brick everybody had everybody that had or the motorola razor not the razor no not the razor it was the first motorola that looked like like someone took your house portable phone and shrunk it down yeah. and made it round. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that one. Wow. With like the hard antenna on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those were the two. Those were the two phones that everybody had uh, before the Palm Pilot and the BlackBerry sort of like took that took over. over. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember? But uh, this is 2007. Yeah. Right. So this was the Nokia that flipped open that had the the keypad in it. So I think this was the Nokia that was trying to compete with the T-Mobile. Right. Who was the company that had the chirp? Is that Nextel? That's a great question. Where did they go? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, did you have feelings watching domestic terrorism right now? Be honest with me. No. Okay. I did not. I did not. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Tangent time. Mm-hmm. I actually have more faith in the American military than I do in the American government. That's reasonable. Because the American government, at the end of the day, the folks that are in those three branches of the of the government are civilians. Yeah. It's it's the people in, at, at the five-star building that I worry about, and I don't. They know what's up. Yeah, they know what's they're happening. Protect, they're, protecting, they're protecting the borders. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know... They are five steps ahead of everybody else in the world. I feel that. It was honestly seeing like Americans try and take over the Capitol building. I was just like, oh my God. I literally, that's yeah, last it, Wednesday it, for me. Interesting. Interestingly enough, it did not ping me. Oh, okay. That's it, it didn't hit me that way. Yeah. No. And, and now that you're telling me, I'm like, oh, Jesus, Christmas. Yeah. Maybe it's because I watched it late on a Sunday night. Maybe. Or you weren't in that Hard headspace. I was super in that headspace when I watched it. I was just like, my yeah, God. I, ju- I just wasn't. I just wasn't. We have to talk about something that we cannot let this half of the episode go by without like really, really digging into. I don't The fact f- that we've got another FBI agent named Johnson. No. <laughs> but that is important. It's very important. No. It's very important. I- I'm talking about John McClane's fight with Maggie Q. I only have one issue with it other 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 than this one little issue that I have. I think that it's fucking incredible and I want to watch it again right now. It was so good. It was it was incredible. so good. Incredible. And she whooped ass. She was fantastic. She was fantastic, man. She I have to look at the timeline. Was this pre-Nikita or like while she was doing Nikita? Because I remember she there was a type of Maggie Q film because she did 
Mission Impossible 3, she did this and she did Nikita. And they're really trying to give us Maggie Q as super spy for about five years. And then she mm-hmm. like kind of disappeared. But that was a thing that she did. And she really, yeah. really nailed it in this movie to go toe to toe with John McClane like that. And so to- live, live for your Die Hard and Mission Impossible three back to back, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Nikita, twenty ten to twenty thirteen. Oh wow! Okay, so there was a little bit of a gap. Yeah, yeah I remember watching. But I, I, your, I like, your point, your point is valid as what? So it's good. Yeah, that she that was what she was for a while. Like there was a whole yeah, she's nasty. time where she's she nasty. That whole thing. Again, shout out to an elevator shaft. The Definitely, car. and a great use and a great use of an elevator shaft. I'm a little curious how uh, of the geography of it with yeah. the parking garage, how that gets to the fourth floor. I'm a little confused about that. Uh, but other than that, I'm not bothered by the clear path to the shaft. I'm just not. Yeah, you no. know what I mean. Like I'm because I'm I'm watching Die Hard. It's fine. It's fine. Get into it's it. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. And it's just it's just nuts how it's on the cables. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to climb out. And then the guy's trying to get in. And she's she's got the gun. And yep. the way he yep. manages Farrell's first Farrell's first kill. Yeah. In the film. The way he manages to get out of that is very exciting. Oh, absolutely. Now so good. Now here's the point where the movie starts to lose me though because I, I just want to I just need to say my problem. Oh yeah, what was your problem? I don't Sorry. like how many times he calls her a bitch. He does and there's some racial things that I'm not wild about too. And there's some racial stuff as well, right? Yeah. So I I just I just want to I want to call them out. Yeah. I want to say that I I want to say that I heard them that I and I want to acknowledge them um because even it just – I think even in 2007, I'd be like, what, what, why? It was a little too much. What? Are, why do we need that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the ice parkour sequence, that was a big no for me. I was like, I love the parkour at the beginning. Oh, you're, you've just skipped over Warlock. I'm, I'm circling back. Oh, you're going to circle back. Okay, great. Yeah. I just want to make sure you didn't miss it because that's our guy. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely our guy. I'm circling back okay. to Warlock because – I want to juxtapose ice parkour with the elevator shaft. You have the elevator shaft sequence, which is so good. And we have a very healthy parkour sequence at the beginning. That's really fun to watch. And then we have this ice parkour sequence later on in the movie. Yeah. And it looks like it belongs in Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Like it looks ridiculous. And it's ridiculous for, for you to, and, and, and that's our supposed to be our big bad. Yeah. Right. But, like or our big bad henchman guy. Right. Like that's yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah. And while we're on that, I, I do want to say as much as I love Timothy Oliphant's performance in this movie, uh, he's, he's like firmly in like three tied with Colonel Taylor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hans Gruber, we'd established as the best villain of all time. Absolutely. Hans Gruber's brother is up there. Uh, and then I great. think, I, I think as good as Timothy Oliphant is as Thomas Gabriel, um, he's a Colonel Taylor Pentagon worker. He's a Colonel Taylor. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah. Okay. So we agree that ice parkour silly. Now let's get to warlock. So Kevin Smith, this is a very famous moment for us because Kevin Smith meeting Bruce Willis in this movie leads them to do cop out which notoriously had a disastrous production. Yep. 
And apparently the relationship and the rapport that they built in this movie did not translate to no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Why not? Because it's two totally different things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, when you're it, like, okay, so we'll take it to, 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 to our world, my former world, your world currently, right? Like when you do a musical with somebody, mm-hmm. the vibe, the energy, the, the, the cast party, yeah. right? And then you, then you do like a murder mystery play. Mm-hmm the vibe, the energy, the cast party. Yeah. It's right. Different. So like, it's different. It's just different. People, people behave differently. People act differently. The energy around set around rehearsal, etc. It's just different. So for me to go from die hard, live for your die hard, which is a comedy within an action movie, right. To cop out, which was, I'm not even, I mean, what was it even? What do we <laughs> it, it, it thought it was a comedy. <laughs> yeah. Right to go within a to to go to a flop within a within a comedy, yeah. You know, like it's it's it had to have been difficult. Yeah, that must have been shift. Also, like it, it's a supporting actor lead actor relationship to like now you're my director. Exactly, exactly. And, and you're not you're not named Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but like, I am named Bruce Willis. Like, right, right. And and while you are named Kevin Smith, my my Willis trumps your Smith. Ah, oh, that is complicated. But that's so that's real. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I think that you know, <laughs> having been a stage manager, I just want everybody to walk into the room and know their place. Yeah. Oh my you god. Know, but me, but I, there is a thing. There is. There is a thing like when a star comes into the room, it, it, it doesn't matter who you are at that point in time. If you do not have bigger stardom than that star, you are beneath them. You know, and, and I am I am absolutely shooting completely from the hip on this. I sure. have no idea what happened between Mr. Willis and, and Mr. Smith, you know, but yeah. from what you say, it wasn't good. Yeah, that's, well, that's what Andrew said. He's spoken about it. He's spoken about how it was not a healthy work environment for them. Uh it's a shame because their chemistry and this is great. He's a, it's a oh, great, it's so, well. the it's is so just, great, the and, and, and is it, but it's a great yeah. trip warlock. Absolutely. And, and, and it further solidifies McLean's place in the, the world. Right. Yeah. And, and, and someone like warlock's place in, in the world. And, and, and at that time, it's great. Oh, it's great. And, and the way that they tie warlock back into it and like, he calls him on the radio. It's, it's, the whole yeah. thing is really, really fun. Yeah. And I love when he's looking at when he's looking at Boba Fett and he says, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Oh, he's more of a Star Wars guy. That could mean a number of things. Yeah. Right? That could be him looking at the character from Empire and saying, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Yeah. Or looking or, at the character and not recognizing that it's from Star Wars. What what do what do you think it was? I think it I think it was him thinking it was a Star Trek character. Okay. I like I like the former better. Yeah, I do too. It's actually but, much more interesting, but I'm pretty but I sure think you was, might be right. Yeah, I think you might be right. Try to be like come up with a Trek Star Wars comparison. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But you notice what I'm saying with this movie? How uh, the stuff that happens in Die Hard Two about him not knowing how to use a fax machine, about him being super analog, comes heavily into play in this movie. Yep. Yeah, the beats have paid off, so you should be happy. Get. I don't know why you don't like this movie. So why I, you like this movie? It's the ice parkour. We've got beats paying off from fucking. Two movies, Two movies ago. ago. I know. It's true. It's true. Fighter jet chasing McLean. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm out. I'm out. That's where the, that's where this thing fucking lost me. Jumped the shark so hard. that It, it jumped 11 sharks. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It was yeah. too much. 
Yeah. You know, and I want to quote uh, one of my favorite internet reviewer, uh, YouTube reviewers. I can't remember his name. He's one of my favorites, I swear. But he said it turned into a Michael Bay film at that point. That's so real. It, it's you ridiculous. Know? It's It was ridiculous. And we had already, and especially after you had taken the painstaking effort to get me on board with launching a car at a helicopter, I was still there. But it's Ice yeah, Park and, and Fighter Jet Chase. I was like, you guys, that is that real it's too much it's, it's too, much. too it's much it's unnecessary yeah you know it's too much I, and I, I know why they did it right they wanted the fire moment yeah that's where they found the fire moment but like come on and also this whole big chase happens you know they get separated from the hazmat van it's like three minutes goes by like oh, yeah, i go to so the kitchen long. i like i make some sticky rice like <laughs> i come back in and and the van is right there oh yeah it's gone a half a mile oh absolutely yeah Come on, guys. Geography. Geography. Let's go. Oh, yeah. So much stuff. Uh, I really like getting to know Lucy Gennaro a little bit. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I I like when she's in there and he's like, say something to him. She's like, there's only five of them now. I thought that was great. Perfect. Perfect. She's a McLean. Uh, They called her a bitch on the way in, too. I just want to say that again. They like to throw that word around in this movie. It was unnecessary. Didn't need it. Yeah. this, this This one's got a lot of energy. You know? Like, you don't... Yeah. Uh, come up with a better line than that. I'm not a screenwriter, clearly. But yeah. there, there was something else that we could have said to, you know, replay the last five minutes of their life together. Yeah, and I didn't really like that they smacked her in the face too. I thought that would look a couple of times. Yeah, it's it a lot. It's a lot. The movie, times. Does, the movie does tie up neatly though, and and there's a cute little like blossoming speed romance between Justin Long and what's his name Matt between Matt. Matt Farrell. Between Matt Farrell and Lucy McLean. Yeah. Again, I think where Die Hard with a Vengeance suffer too, again, this suffers uh, aside from the yippee Kaye moment. Um, this ending is bad. <laughs> it's anticlimactic. It really is. It, yeah. You know, um, I like the movie a lot. Fighter jet though. Like where are they going to go? They, they just run out of steam for the last 15 minutes really hard. Really hard. I think that we didn't need the fighter jet. Yeah. No, no. There was no. another. There was another way to get the fucking, you know. And even if it was the fighter jet, like there was a there was a better way to do that. And then when we get into the hangar, like give me something because McLean just walks in, he totally takes out the it. takes out the 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 bad guy hacker, you know. And then all of a sudden he gets poked in the side, and then he's on the ground. Yippee Kaye motherfucker moment I was standing, but everything else is I'm like, oh Jesus H. Yeah, it was it, yeah. They I think they wrote themselves into a corner. I agree. I think they didn't know what to do. I know. agree. Uh but I think I think you had a good trio of Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Justin Long, and Bruce Willis firing on all cylinders throughout this movie. Um Totally. And I love I love the respect and the admiration that those two had for each other. You know, that wasn't necessarily in the beginning. I like I like it when these things happen where two characters meet each other who are polar opposites and eventually move their way toward the middle and find a common ground, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that the chemistry between them was great. Uh, shout out Jelko Ivanek, who is one of my favorite favorites. Great actor. Uh, as, as FBI guy number two. Uh, he was fantastic. And I guess Bowman was the other. He's amazing. Right? Cliff Curtis. Yeah. Amazing. He did a great job, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there was, there was some screenplay stuff that was, that was not good, but I'm going to say overall, 
Like if I and I watch this on my computer. Okay? Yeah. I, overall, I mean, this is like this is like a solid eighty-five I'm out gonna, of one hundred for I'm me. Say something to you. This movie holds together better than the Last Jedi. Everybody, I want to thank you for attending our last episode of Icon or Ycon. My goals have been accomplished. And if this isn't the end for the show, it's certainly the end for me. Because now I have nowhere to go. America, if you can see me, if you can feel the corner of my mouth in Seattle and the other corner is firmly planted in Maine. Because I've got a shit-eating grin that goes from coast to coast, baby. It absolutely does. Andrew. As much it as I love Jedi, and as much as I walked into this movie remembering that I hated it, it's and and Bart has defended this movie a lot. He's he's been like he's like it's it's exciting, it's fun, it's a solid movie, That's right? It's really solid fun. movie. A couple of they, they jump the shark, they jump eleven sharks, like you said. Yeah, it's a little too much, but it, it is really really fun. And uh, and yeah, I understand. Ah, we should take a break. Take a break. Oh, thank you for that. You know, CJ, uh, it's a new year, and I think it's time that we have a new commercial. Ooh, a new commercial. That's fantastic. I got a new microphone. So I love it. It's all coming together. Yeah, and that's why your dulcet tones are filling my spirit with tidings of comfort and joy long past the holidays. That's true. That's true. Some have said that just being with me is like an ode to joy. Uh, but you know, it's 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 good that we get to spend this much time together. But I would love it if our seventeen listeners could be here with us as well. Is is there a way for them to to connect or, or interact with us? I'm happy you brought this up because uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Icon or Icon. You can follow us on Instagram at Icon or Icon, and you will be able to watch episodes on our official YouTube channel too. YouTube. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so when, yeah. when, we're, when we're up on the YouTube, make sure you, you hit the like button, you hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified when new episodes drop. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we'll drop new episodes and we'll drop fun little tidbits about our lives. Like little known fact, I don't like things touching the bottom of my feet. And I thought you should know. Well, if you listen to episode 21, you would know that. Boom. Back to the show. And we're back. We are back. Break is over. Let's go. Places, please, for the top of ephemeral questions. Places, please. Oh, my God. CJ, it's so nice to hear your old calls. I haven't I haven't done that in almost a year. Yeah, and I haven't heard that from you in about three years, right? That's right. Oh, That's my That's right. Goodness. That was my favorite. I used to love when you would call me during the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was my favorite moment of the show, too. Believe. <laughs> You said it. I think it's time for some ephemeral questions. Ephemeral questions with Andrew and CJ about the third best Die Hard movie. Okay. Actually, I sang it. Did it have to be Joyful Joyful? Yeah, because that's what's at that the day. That's what the thing, right? In um, Ode to Joy? Yeah. 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 That's the part I hated about the first one. It's in the trailer. It's in the trailer for this one. Die Hard. It's in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, they love using Oats Joy. Whatever. That's a great, it's a great song, man. I mean, it, it is, fits. It is. It's a legendary song, in fact. It fits. Yes, it does. It does. 
It does in this moment. Not so much at Christmas, but I digress. What worked for you about this movie? <laughs> well, we said it right at the top. And I think um, for me, it was the action sequences. Uh-huh. You know, right, 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 right from the jump with blowing up Camden, New Jersey. Um, lots of great stories about Camden, New Jersey. Google Camden, New Jersey, everybody. Yeah. And read up on – read up. There's been some interesting fucking things that have happened in that town. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I think you know there's the, there's the apartment shootout. Then we got the chase through D.C. Then we got, you know, uh, what, all of the stuff at, at the, uh, the power plant. Um, you know, when he finally gets to, uh, the, you know, the Mr. Freeze moment, notwithstanding, uh, I think there's just a lot of great action sequences and a lot of great action in this movie. And I think that that lends to the pace of this movie. Um, you know, it's two hours and eight minutes from takeoff to touchdown and the end of the credits. Uh, but it doesn't feel like that. It goes by much faster, um, you know, what this thing lacks in, in, in screenwriting and character uh, development and build. And, and, you know, I, I think the world building is pretty good. I mean, you know, I think the, the, the plan that these guys have is, 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 is very interesting and it keeps you, it keeps you moving. It doesn't necessarily keep you guessing. Like, you know, it's a diehard movie, like they're going to be after the cash, but I think the action and the pace uh, are what really works for me. And I think now everybody would like to know what works for you. I got to say, it's the excitement factor. It's about time. It is very exciting. And I issue with take some of the logic, you take issue with some of the action sequences and how far they go in their ridiculousness. But I can't say that either of those issues that I have make the film less exciting. It's very, very exciting. And uh, I can tell that there was a commitment to if it's going to be PG-13, at least it's going to have a lot of juice behind it. Because like you said, it it's a long runtime. It is not a short movie, especially for a PG-13 rating. It's pretty long, which makes me really believe that they didn't film a PG-13 movie, that they turned it into one Agreed. to try and give John McClane some broader appeal, which is fascinating because by the time of this release, everyone that knows who John McClane is is 30. Right. And, and, and we know what John McClane is and we don't care. Yeah. And, and so like the, the, I don't understand trying to broaden the appeal. It's clear with uh, Justin Long, who is fresh off of the Mac PC commercials. And he was, right. Not the first choice, Justin Long. No. Did you know? I did, did not you know? know. Please. Uh, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was Bruce Willis's first choice. Oh, of course. Uh, and then a, a young man named Scott Speedman was the director's first choice. Oh, well, of course, because Scott Speedman had just done Underworld for Len Weissman. That makes total sense. There it is. And yep, I love Scott Speedman. Scott, that career never really manifested like we hoped. He's so good, so beautiful. No. No, and but I just to, to your point, I think that that both of those choices would have been wrong. I think that Justin Long was the absolute perfect choice. Perfect choice, and he's great at it. Scott Speedman is a little bit. Both Scott Speedman and Ben Affleck are a little bit too dashing and grown up. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Justin like you Long can't, can you can't put. Predicts. Yeah, and you can't put Ben Affleck in a in a square gray coat. No, it's not really going to work. You know, did every time about the time that? Uh, oh wait, I forgot that you did that show. So, um, Jake Gyllenhaal as Seymour. Yes. Oh, I yeah. do that show. And I was like, there's no... I'm also available for birthday parties. There, 
There is no amount of loose-fitting khakis and scraggly beard that make him not look like a movie star. He looked like a movie star. Yeah, totally looked like a movie star. Just came off of the boxing movie. Yeah. Jacked. So everything was, was toy. Yeah, that's the one beef I had with that. I love that production, but I was just like, yeah, it's just he's not a schlub. Like, doesn't look like it at all. No, I mean, he played, he, he played the fuck out of it. He was great. He was no, great. Just the look, he couldn't shake the look. He couldn't shake the fact no. that he looks like a movie star. Um, Can't shake that, the sexy. Cool. I have that problem as well. I know you do. I feel that way about you. Every time I hold your deep, sensuous, yet masculine gaze. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to know what didn't work for me uh, in this movie? <laughs> Oh god. But yeah, so that was what worked for me. It was very exciting from top to bottom. Um and they really just went for it. Like even though the sequences got ridiculous, they always went for it and I really respect them that there was a commitment to some glossy Hollywood action. You know, it was big totally. and glossy and loud and explosive and it was cool. It was always fun. Um yeah. what didn't work for you? Uh I'll tell you what didn't work for me. Um the just fucking casual use of the word bitch. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I, I didn't like that. Uh, the F-18. That's horrible. F-35? Was it F-35? I think it was F-35. F-that. F-that, right? <laughs> uh, that whole sequence, I was like, eh, come on. Come on, guys. Uh, funny enough, you're right. I didn't have a problem with them launching the car. I was like, ah, it's great. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah. But that was my line. Uh, I was that was my line. Once they went past yeah. that, I was like, absolutely not. Chasing him around with a fighter jet is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Also, too, you know, like uh, I would think that if a pilot would want somebody, you know, besides control to give them the go ahead to blow up half of, you know, Maryland. Yeah. Also Virginia, one they were right. Doesn't that seem ridiculous? Right. Wouldn't you question that order? It would be. It would definitely be a, a sir. Are you sure? Uh, who's what's going on here? Do you want me to blow up the street? Like, do, do we care how many casualties are here? There would be some clarifying uh, questions. Absolutely. Uh, and then just to, to to dovetail off of that would be the uh, the fact that that van went a half a mile after all that. <laughs> that was dumb. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you can wrap that all up in the ending. The ending just just did not work for me. A- aside from. I'll say it again. The Yippie Kaye motherfucker is the best of the four that I've seen thus far. It was cool. That was really cool. Um, I, I, I'm with you on the what didn't work too. Uh, just sometimes it was a little bit too ridiculous and it's really a fighter jet chase sequence and uh, ice parkour. It's just, they were silly, you know? Yeah. And as yeah. epic and ridiculous, I mean, this is the franchise that got us on board with him pulling the gas cap off of a plane, lighting it on fire to make a runway for his wife. Like they got me on board with something that ridiculous for me to feel totally like fine. too far. Totally believe that. Yeah. For yeah. like, for me to feel like you've gone too far, you've really done way too much. I don't, and I don't know what the line is. I can't tell you what the line is, but I know it was deliberately crossed in this moment. Yeah. You can't, can't describe the line. You know, like I can't, I can't tell you how to get, to Applebee's in New Dorp right now, but like I can get in a car and go there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, it's real. Does this movie make your desert on top five? Uh, no, it does not, <laughs> but I really, but I really, really like it. I don't think it's better than Die Hard with a Vengeance. 
Uh, it's certainly not better than Die Hard. Nope. But it's definitely better than Die Hard Two, and and you know is it, probably better than the Last Jedi. So, <laughs> so I don't I want to discredit Die Hard Two. I do think it's better than Die Hard Two. Yes. Interesting. I do. I do. Even even the lack of Reginald Vell Johnson, really the lack. You know, I, I, I Die Hard with a Vengeance had a Gruber, mm-hmm. right? So like this movie has no one. Yeah, that we no know. Connection. Yep. Right. Like the only thing we know of Lucy is is how she answers the phone. Yep. You know, so I think that like, it, 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 yeah, I think it's better than Die Hard Two, and, and it, it doesn't have any of the characters. It doesn't have any any sort of real connection to the other films aside from wrong man, wrong time, analog cop in a digital world, you know, that's the only thing that ties into it. But I do, I think it's better than Die Hard 2. I, 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 maybe it's the high death. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it's everybody that's around, you know, like Timothy Oliphant and, and Maggie Q, Jelko Ivanek, you know, uh, uh, Justin Long. I think that everybody, the performances in this movie are great. Those, those people that I just named are certainly not better actors than the ones in Die Hard 2. But just the whole package uh, for me it makes it makes it better than that f- film. But does not get it onto my desert island. I feel top that. Five. I feel yeah. that. It does not to my desert island top five either. Uh, I'm interesting to dive into this better than Die Hard Two because you know I really like Die Hard Two. Uh, I'll say this: I I think. What I didn't like about Die Hard 2 was like the corn factor. I thought there was too much of that. Like, sure. you moron. You know, um, <laughs> I thought there was too much of that. And what I didn't like about this movie was that uh, I thought, I actually thought the characters were underdeveloped. I thought they didn't really. Yeah, no, they're completely underdeveloped. Yeah. And so I, I really didn't like that about this movie. And so, and, and they jumped 11 sharks. So I just feel like that. For me, it's not better than Die Hard Two. I think Die Hard Two. The thing I'm just going—I just want to argue with you a little bit about character development. There's no character development in Die Hard Two either. It's just you know those characters. Okay, all right, that's fair. Well, they kind of developed the Colonel, though. I mean, a little bit once they yeah, just put clothes on him. Yeah, but there's a, there's really only two new characters. We kind of know everybody else. We know it's everybody fair. else. Yeah. All right, that's fair. I still don't think it's better, but we, I, we we'll agree to disagree in this moment on that particular point. But I do want to just remind everybody that you said that "Live for Your Die Hard" holds up better than "The Last Jedi." It does. It does. Great, great. I mean, I'm going to go to bed happy tonight. Good, you get that. That that is my Christmas present to you. My late Christmas present. Yep, January 18th. Oh my God! Happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day. I mean, this will air the day after, but happy Martin Luther King Day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. everybody listens to it like the minute it drops on Tuesday. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like the moment. The moment. It's, yeah. They're like waiting by their phone, refreshing. With bated breath. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Pitch me your sequel starring Kevin Smith's character. <laughs> Okay, 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 ok
where Timothy Oliphant's fire sale was successful. One man is left to pick up the pieces because John McClane and Lucy have gone on vacation. Die Hard 5. What to do with Warlock stars Kevin Smith as everybody's (laughs) favorite hacker. Okay. That was good. That was really, really good. That's what I got. Okay. That's what I got. I couldn't keep up the voice, so I didn't want to continue on with the story. I could continue on with the story, um, but I think that I'm just going to leave it where it is because where it is is great. Okay. Okay. My sequel? It's your turn. Yeah. Because of Kevin Smith's – because of Warlock's ability to hack and to identify everything – they put Warlock in charge of the newest maximum security prison. And okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. And and so he is the warden and somebody hacks him and lets out all of the prisoners. And so the whole – Oh my god. I love it. It's like Con Air. I know. Yeah. So the whole movie is him trying to get the prisoners back into their respective cells and survive the night. <laughs> It's called Warlocked. Love it. I right? love it. And and is is Jay is Jay one of the inmates? Oh, he must be. Yeah. He has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he has to be, and, and I feel like the president of the United States is Ben Affleck. Yeah. Or 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 Ben Affleck's character from Mallrats is also in, in the clink. Shannon Hamilton. Wow. Shannon Hamilton. That would be yeah. good. And so that way it's like it's Kevin Smith. It's meta for Kevin Smith as well as being a property that's just attached to his diehard character. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's going to be good. All right. I think, yeah, totally. Uh, You know, I sort of, I sort of blew my special award right away. Uh, I think that I, I think that I have to stick with it though. I mean, I could, I could have given this movie the back to the future part two award, which would be you kids, Marty, you kids. Uh, by getting Lucy involved in the plot, you know, last movie we talked about doesn't really have a, a family member, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the 2007 Giants award goes to Live Free or Die Hard because give the movie the fucking credit it deserves, everybody. You know, everybody got bent out of shape when it was a PG-13, blah blah blah, yada yada yada, and just everybody was so pissed about it right from the jump. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't find the, 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 the wherewithal to just enjoy it because it's a good movie. Fun. So give that movie the respect it deserves to live for your diehard, the 2007 Ants Award. What do you got for us on your special award? All right. My special award is the Liver and Onions Award. The Liver and Onions Award. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Liver and Onions much maligned dinner. It is one of those things that everyone talks about how it's like got a sharp flavor. There's a whole Doug episode about him having to eat liver and onions and the whole like panic that ensues about the liver and onions. There is all of this baggage about the liver and onions and liver and onions. While it is not for everyone, it's not terrible. And I will be honest with you. I walked into this movie remembering that I hated it. And when I walked out of it, while I did not love it, I respected it. I understood its popularity and I had fun. Much like when you force me to eat liver and onions, 
I will never go to a restaurant and pick liver and onions, but if I'm at your wedding and a chef prepares liver and onions for me, I will eat it. I will have a good time and I'll immediately think, you know what? Liver and onions isn't that bad at all, actually. Okay. Liver and onions award. Okay. I love it. I love it. I don't like liver and onions, but I've never had liver and onions. So see the baggage, the baggage just exists within us. There's baggage. It's like Brussels sprouts. Those are Anybody the- that talks shit about Brussels sprouts, I'm like, y'all, Brussels well, actually Brussels sprouts are great though. Though from yeah. your description of liver and onions, liver and onions isn't great. It's like tough. Gotcha. It's tough. Yeah. It's a it's a gotcha. tough though. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh is this film an icon or icon, CJ? Wow. Is this film an icon? I already know the answer. Or a Wicon. I have it. Yeah. Pick me. Put me in, coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna defer. Yeah, it's a Wicon. It is a Wicon. It doesn't nail it hard enough to make icon status. Like as solid as it is, she's forgettable. She is. She is, right. Hence it, we're now in the fourteenth year since its release. And I watched it for the first time last night. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody no, cares. It's a Y-Con. Yeah, it's a total Y-Con. 100%. But that's okay. 100%. I think we can love it in spite of it. We've already had some famous Y-Cons on this show. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Not 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 to take anything away from the film itself. Like, it's, it's a good movie. It's a, yeah. it's a solid movie. Would have loved to have seen it in the theaters. Regret not seeing it in the theaters. Yeah, but it's, it's not going to stand the test of time. I think... It's not. And especially being a follow up to Die Hard with a Vengeance, not strong enough. Exactly. You know, exactly. But a fun ride yeah. and Len Wiseman, congratulations. I appreciate congratulations. all of your efforts. Yeah. Absolutely. Great job with the action. Yeah. It was nice. All right, man. We did it. We are very close to nearing the end of our Die Hard franchise. One more, eh? One more. And Bruce Willis actually said that he's going to do a sixth someday. So Great. You know, we, Great. We'll, have to, we'll have to circle back in five years. God willing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be here. We'll be here breaking down film universes. And when we run out of universes, we'll move on to TV series. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Starting with Lost, plenty of episodes to digest. Absolutely. We will talk about the three seasons of Lost and how perfect that series was and how it ended. Oh, wait. No. But, wait. But, but, I, like, I like the finale, but I don't want to start a fight with you at the end of the episode. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad we did this. I am too. I am too. For Icon or Wicon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I am CJ LaRoche, and we'll see you next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs>